This is in oh. the air to right field. Back it goes. Nando has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr., a grand slam. Myers drives one out towards deep left center field. Back goes Heinemann at the wall. It's gone. Another grand slam for the Padres. Machado to deep left field. It's high, deep, and it is a grand slam to walk it off. Manny Machado is tonight's Padres hero. In the air to right field, towards the corner. It's back. It's gone. Welcome to Slam Diego. Yo, what's good, Friar Faithful? We are here with episode four of the Grand Slam and Padres podcast as the Texas Rangers series just came uh, to an end and it couldn't have gone any better. The last series at home against the San Francisco Giants was disappointing and very concerning with the injury status of Fernando Tatis Jr. However, the Padres go into Arlington, Texas for their first road series of the season and they make history yet again except in a different way. Now, if you don't remember, last year, this is how they got their name, the Slam Diego Padres, and it happened yet again. I'm just kidding with you. However, the Grand, the Slam Diego Padres happened last year with four consecutive games, two on, in the, on the road, two at home, where a team hit a Grand Slam in the first four consecutive games uh, of the season. So they made history right there. And as for this season, they finally got the no-no. That's right. If you don't know, Joe Musgrove has delivered the first ever no-no in Padres history. Um, ever since this team has been established in 1969, they're the last team to uh, do so. And the Mets were second to last, but they did so in 2012. So the Padres came so close for so many years, finally get the job done. And it was very emotional for the city, the fans, and Musgrove himself. Uh, you know, this is why baseball is a beautiful sport um, that we know of. It's more than just the actual action on the field. It's about who a player is, what their background is, you know, how they got here. It's the little things. And Joe Musgrove, El Cajon native, a San Diego boy growing up, um, rooting on the Padres just like his father did, looking up to Jake Peavy. That's why he wears the number 44. Goes out there 112 pitches later in Texas and throws the first ever no-no in Padres history. It's unbelievable. He almost was um, to a perfect game. However, uh, early on, around like the third or fourth inning, I believe it was, he hit Gallo um, just a little bit. So um, Gallo advanced the first, but that was the only runner that ever even reached. So um, there's that. Otherwise than that, Musgrove looked phenomenal with 10 strikeouts, no walks, of course. Um, that was great to see, actually. Um, no earned runs, no hit, nothing like that. Complete game, nine innings. 112 pitches, too, is not bad for nine innings. Now, I'm expecting Musgrove to have an extra day off instead of five. I expect six just because of the fact that it's early on in the season. Um, he went 112, and it is his first out, and he did really well, too. So Joe Musgrove looks really good out there. He's got a, a bunch of different pitches, um, six or so, just like uh, Darvish has 11. Um, he can change speeds with these, and uh, he can hit you all over the strike zone. And he was really mixing it well. Uh, his cutter-slider combo is looking really nice. If he would throw that fastball in there, he would do it. The curveball was just detrimental to the Rangers lineup. And as much as we hate their their um, manager, Woodward, 
from what happened last year with uh, the Tatis apology, I got to give him a little bit of credit because he he said Musgrove's a great pitcher and he was on his game. Um, so I do credit him for that. And San Diego, I would do the same. So, you know, uh, history was made and seeing so many different angles of whether it was the commentary. Uh, by the way, Don Orsolo is one of the best commentators I've heard of all time. And he called that last play with Kim throwing uh, to Profar to finalize it phenomenally. Um, and just in general, the the angles I saw from different fans and the, the excitement, the camera crew, it was unreal. Uh, I watched the game live and, you know, some of my friends will say to me, hey, you know, miss the game. It's one game out of 162. And I just say, you know, the reason why I do this podcast is because you don't know what you're going to miss. Like, yeah, I might miss a game. And then if I look at the box score and talk about it afterwards, it's not the same to me. I like to get the actual true emotion out of me since I'm very energetic as a person. Um, I love this game. I love the Padres. And I want to watch it to get the true gut feelings and stuff like that. And, you know, the game three even had that just now. And Emilio Pagana, and I'll get into him, uh, with the bases loaded gym. And, uh, you know, it, you don't get that if you're just looking at the box score. So... From first pitch, I was watching Joe Musgrove, and honestly, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was kind of thinking, eh, all right. And by the time the fifth inning actually started to come along, especially the sixth, I was like, holy shit, he can do this. And it was tough because Jace Tingler started to warm up, Pagan, Tim Hill, and that was really it. And he sat their asses down and said, you know what? I want to trust Musgrove on this one, and he did the right thing. And Musgrove, he was being left alone in the dugout. Kind of thinking to himself, his adrenaline was pumping everything. He had to take a pee in the fourth and fifth inning especially, and he held it in uh, because he was such in his zone. And I respect that so much. And um, credit to Hassan Kim. He made two really nice plays uh, at shortstop to fill in the void of Fernando Tatis Jr. So uh, a lot of credit to him as well. He got his first bomb in the series in game two as a little comeback win, but Game one was all about Joe Musgrove, man, and it's unreal. Um, to San Diego, to Joe Musgrove, to the whole team, um, congratulations. Uh, it was all over Instagram, Twitter with the players. Um, Joe No has happened. He made history. It feels like a Cinderella story, but it ain't. Um, it's unreal that Joe Musgrove can finally say, I'm the one who threw that no-hitter. And oh, by the way, I'm from El Cajon um, as a San Diego boy. So, unreal. Um I'm at a loss for words. I'm so happy. And the fact that I got to see it live as well as last year when they did uh, and what they started in Arlington with the Grand Slams. It's, this team's just getting better and better as we watch them. Uh, more excitement. They they, they, they they made history one way and another. And now it's just time to win that World Series. That's one of the last steps. And Mark Grant even said that too. So we're hoping that can happen very soon. So congratulations to Joe Musgrove. He's really the one... Uh, Upside to game one. However, uh, Eric Hosmer showed a lot of hustle in that to bring in the first run at the top of the second. Um, it was a review, uh, a reviewed play that um, Will Myers doubled and Hosmer. It was a bang-bang play, but Hosmer just got in and touched home plate before uh, Trevino brought him, uh, tagged him out. So, But he did not, and Hosmer got the first run. Tommy Pham. Flied out to Leone Tavares in the top of the second as well. However, an error when he went to the wall, the ball bobbled out of his glove. That brought in um, Will Myers, so that was uh, pretty big right there on Tavares' part. 
um, and that, that that wasn't good. And Machado, he has been a little iffy. However, um, he doubled in this one in the top of the third to bring around Trent Grisham. And welcome back, Trent Grisham. Uh, that's another name right there. He was big in this Texas series. It's great to have him back. He is our leadoff hitter, and he has gotten better against lefties, but against righties, he rakes. Uh, he's hit a couple home runs in this series, and it's just fantastic to have him back. And I'm glad that Trent Grisham has been gotten better because of what we exchanged. Eric Lauer and Luis Urias haven't panned out. Like, Urias is has like a 330 OPS, which is very bad, very low. And he's a small guy. He's not going to go for much pop. And Eric Lauer has not even made the Major League roster for the Brewers. So getting uh, Trent Grisham in there and making him our you know reliable center fielder, he's only getting better and better. He's looked past that playoff game, and mistakes happen, man. So Trent Grisham, a lot of credit to him. He's generating a lot of runs, great swing um, for him as well. But yeah, here here's the deal. Joe Musgrove made history. Game one is a win, and the Padres really did look good. So the first no-hitter in franchise history, yet again, congratulations to San Diego, the fan base. We've been through so much pain and so much misery, and Joe Musgrove knows that too as he's been a fan growing up with his father. And the fact that Joe did this is absolutely phenomenal. That's why the game of baseball is just absolutely stunning. Um, as for game two, the Padres make a little bit of a comeback, and they win by a score of 7-4, and they look pretty good, too, with 14 hits. They really had a lot of great hits and a lot of uh, hits in general on the box score against Texas. So their pitching uh, on the Rangers' perspective did not look so hot, um, especially towards the end. They have one of the worst bullpens uh, in the league, so that doesn't help. And their starting rotation is just not the best um, as of right now. They lost Lance Lynn because, you know, he went off to the White Sox in a trade, and Kluber has went to the Yankees and is that average anyway ever since. Um, but going on to Game 2, uh, it was a pretty good one, I would say, and that was when Paddock uh, gave up three runs early in the game, which wasn't good. And Paddock's been off. He only went four innings, and he didn't do terrible, but he could have done better for what we think against the Texas Rangers roster. Um, Paddock went four innings, four hits, three earned runs, three strikeouts, and a walk. Um, this all started with Eli White tripling in the bottom of the second off Paddock, um, bringing in one run. And then Isaiah, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa doubled on a sharp line drive, and that brought in two more runs, which was not fun um, in the bottom of the second. However, the uh, Padres came to swing the twigs, that's for sure. And Eric Hosmer homered in the top of the fourth. He knew it right off the bat. That's his third home run of the year for Hosmer going into game two. Um, off the former Padre, Jordan Lyles. So Hosmer hit a pretty much a pimp shot to center field. Um, and it brought the Padres deficit down to two. And then Tommy Pham got out on a sack fly. And Tommy Pham has had a pretty rough start to the season. And that's been happening a lot. Um, he's that kind of player that will sometimes get on top of the ball and really accidentally get double played. Um, and that's, I don't like that. However, Fam does bring his part when it comes to getting sack flies, getting walks. And that's what we're going to know him as. He will go anywhere in the lineup or the order and still be a threat with the bat in his hands. Um, so Tommy Fam did bring in another run um, in the top of the fourth as well off Jordan Lyles. And Hassan Kim, yep, first home run, uh, blasted. I don't know how far this one went, but it was 
a moonshot off Lyles in the top of the fifth to tie the game at three apiece. And yeah, good for Hassan Kim because I'm going to be honest with you, I had a little bit of doubt about him going into this. Four years, $28 million is not that bad at all. But, um, you know, I was just... I was unsure because, you know, Otani came out to be really great. But, you know, it's such a difference maker going from uh, where you play in either Korea, Japan, or anything like that to MLB pitching. But uh, Hassan Kim really, really took this one and took this pitch and made uh, Lyles regret it. That's for sure. And um, Kyle, uh, Filefa did home homer in the bottom of the fifth to bring the Rangers back up to one. So it was like an immediate shot that said, there you go. However, Grisham uh, made his presence known with one as well and brought around Kim off West Benjamin and made it 5-4 to four at the top of the seventh. Machado doubled, and he's been uh, pretty average. However, he's had big hits when it was needed most against the Rangers, um, and that's what really opened the door for San Diego. And um, really, that was that. So, you know... Paddock couldn't get it done, but yet again, the bullpen has been very efficient, and I would say that them and the Yankees are tied at first right now with the bullpen arms that they have. Ryan Weathers, despite giving up a run, um, looked really, really good. I believe he gave up the home run to Falefa in that fifth inning. Um, Keone Keller, the new man, uh, looks really good too with that curveball, that devastating curve to it, um, and that zipping fastball. Um, Tim Hill has really been fine now um, after that really bad first outing against the D-backs early on in the season. And you got Pomeranz and Melanson being great setup and closers for the Padres that are just living large, you know. Uh, Mark Melanson also closed out the third game. That was a great game. And I got to tune in for a little bit of it after coming back from work. And I got to watch the rest of the game, which was great. Now, Grisham homered again, which was his second on a line drive to right center field. And the top of the fourth off Mike Fulinowicz. I believe that's how you say his name. I apologize if I pronounce it incorrectly. Now, Grisham did look really, really good yet again. And the box score, everyone just keeps contributing um, it was a pretty quiet game, really big pitching from performance for both sides. However, the Padres eked out the win two to nothing. Um, and yeah, that was really that. Besides that, um, Machado homered, and that was a moonshot. However, that was a big insurance run for San Diego because of the fact that Emilio Pagan is pitching in the bottom of the eighth. And uh, next thing you know, it's bases loaded. Um, and oh my goodness, it was like. Uh, Guzman was coming up to bat, so righty on lefty, which you don't really want. I don't care how bad and poor Guzman is playing right now. Um, really had to work the count, and next thing you know, Pagan throws a nice cutter right down at the knees, and it's called a strike three. And the one thing I love it was not only that pitch, but it was also Victor Caratini who was catching yet again. Really a lot of credit to him due to the fact that he's caught the last two no-nos with Musgrove and Alec Mills on two different teams. But also, he showed a lot of energy. He's getting a lot more trust with just the starters, the bullpen, not just Darvish. I originally thought that Caratini was just going to be Darvish's personal catcher, but it seems like even with Nola out, he's going to be the guy to really catch a lot of games for these guys coming for going forward. And uh, credit to him. He's swinging the twig really well. Um, and if not, he's just doing his part defensively, and that's really all you need out of a catcher, I think. And Caratini is providing that presence, and 
He pumped his fist. He really had a nice roar to him after Pagan was strutting himself off the mound. Um, and it looked really good. So Caratini, he's always talking to any of the pitchers when they go back into the dugout. Um, he shows that veteran leadership, and that's what I really like out of this team. But besides that, for Game 3, they closed out the series. It was a pretty quiet one, otherwise than Machado and Grisham's bombs right there. And in fact, Grisham hit his second, as well as Manny Machado hitting his second for that big insurance run off former Padre Ian Kennedy. So it feels like the Padres are just taking former San Diegans and just saying, you know what, you could have stayed and seen this masterpiece come into play and uh, be a part of it. But here's our home runs to uh, ensure that you're not welcome back. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ian Kennedy spent his time from 2013 to 2015, and he did his part as a Padre uh, as much as he could. Um, yeah, uh, otherwise than that, Hosmer got a hit. Myers got a hit. A um, couple of walks distributed. Cronenworth is so underrated, by the way, batting a nice clean 351. And for a second baseman, having an OPS of 901, uh, that's really good to see, too. Cronenworth is uh, swinging the bat nicely, and he's getting those walks that he needs as well. So the Padres win this gun 2 to nothing. I believe this is their third shutout already in the early season, and that leads the MLB, which is great. And that just shows you, um, this team can do a lot of damage with that rotation and the bullpen um, as much as the offense can do without Tatis. But um, also, Adrian Morahone left the game with a little bit of tightness in his form. He's going to be really evaluated tomorrow. Um, but he left just two-thirds into the ball game, into the first inning. So he didn't even finish. However, what was great was that Stammen went three and a third. He earned himself the win, only allowed a hit a walk, and three strikeouts to his repertoire. Um, Trevor Williams comes in, uh, one hit, two strikeouts. Hill comes in with a couple of strikeouts. Adams comes back um, and makes his presence known a little bit with one inning. Pagan comes out big time in the eighth to really get themselves out of that jam. And, you know, also credit to Caratini yet again because, and Profar, uh, because I who is trying to steal right now as I'm trying to look at the possible stolen bases. Uh, but a Ranger tried to steal and go for second, but a really nice tag by Profar is what uh, ultimately led to that play not happening. And then the next play was a base knock. So that would have brought in a runner right to Will Myers, and that would have been a tie game going into the ninth. However, Machado had other things in mind. And Caratini Profar came out big time. And Melanson gets his fifth save of the year. So that is great to see. The Padres have improved with this three-game sweep to 7-3. and three. Now, they do play tomorrow at 6.35 Eastern time against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So they're probably flying out as we speak um, to, to Pittsburgh already. Um, then they go back home to L.A. I believe they go home. Um, yes, they will be home. And this is going to be a four-game series, I apologize, against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, so that should be good. And now we know that Trevor, uh, Hugh Darvish will be uh, pitching tomorrow on Monday against Trevor Cahill. Uh, Cahill, uh, I can't pronounce his name sometimes, I apologize. The former Padre as well. So the Pirates are 3-6 and six, and Trevor Cahill did not have a good first outing to his Pittsburgh Pirate. Um, season. Darvish gotten better game two, so we should expect something good against the Pirates especially, but hey, 
nothing is said and done. You know, we can't predict anything um, as baseball is probably the most random sport there is. So uh, Darvish will be pitching game one for San Diego. Blake Snell versus Chad Cool will be game two that we know of. Musgrove making his Pittsburgh Pirates return against, um, what, what's his name? Wow. Against uh, Tyler Anderson. And that will be a fun one as well. I think the Pirates fans are really going to be uh, uh, pretty respectful, you know, kind of like St. Louis is, and give them a big standing out, especially with the history he has made. And it's going to be Paddock versus Mitch Keller in Game 4 on Thursday. So it should be a great one. Obviously, we hope for the sweep, especially against the Pirates team, and have a strong 11-3 record going against the Dodgers right after that. However, we are unsure about that. But let's just hope the Padres keep up on this. And a little update on Fernando Tatis Jr. He has been making some nice progress and careful progress. Let's hope for the best. Uh, he's been playing some nice uh, routine hand-eye coordinations, shortstop before the games in Arlington, Texas. And just th today, he has been swinging the bat and hit three home runs in his last three pitches and a little bit of batting practice before the game started as well. So we're expecting Tatis to come back against the Dodgers. Listen, I hope, but this team is doing pretty damn fine without him right now. Um, not to say I don't want him back, but you got to be very careful, um, especially against a rivalry that's in the making. It's going to get heated. I don't want any Tatis uh, hustling too hard right away coming out of the get-go. So you're going to have to be careful about this one. It's it's going to be a couple games against the Dodgers of many. So it's early on the season. Last thing you need is he actually needs surgery going into and he's out for the year. So uh, you got to be careful. I'm just saying that right now. Um, I'm excited if he comes back, but yeah, I would definitely limit him if he does play. Honestly, depending on the game, take him out after five innings or two at-bats, three at-bats, that's it. Um, you're going to have to have him rest. He's making good progress. Um, I don't know if he's throwing from shortstop or not, but I know he is fielding. Um, and he swung the bat, so we're going to just have to wait and see, but he's going to be out for Pittsburgh, and let's just hope the fact that Trent Grisham is back uh, at top of the lineup, we really missed him. He's been great. Jake Cronenworth, Eric Hosmer uh, have been very solid. Manny Machado hit the ball really well as of late now, too. Uh, and this team is just loaded. Kim got his first home run. Caratini looks really good and solid. Um, so this team just looks very good from uh, offensively speaking and also pitching-wise. They just look tremendous. Uh, the only player I would say that needs to work on some time is Luis Camposano, but he is young. You might want to send him down to the alternate site if you have a chance. And uh, the Nelson Lamette has been doing very well too. So we're hoping he returns um, and makes big things in this Padres rotation as it already is so deep, I would say. Um, but yeah, a sweep against the Texas Rangers. It's big. The Padres just love making history in Texas. And uh yeah, it's just great to see this. It's an exciting young team to watch, uh, and it's great. It's a great time to be a San Diego Padres fan. I would definitely say that. And Joe Musgrove, congrats yet again. Uh, Padres Nation went ballistic in San Diego, um, and it's just been so good. And for his family and everything, it was already exciting enough to see him come to the Padres, um, thanks to A.J. Preller. But making history in your second-ever start in a Padres uniform is unreal. Uh, especially in those alternate tan ones. They're so sexy. But listen, Padres Nation, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, 
I really hope we get a good series against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and it should be a fun one. And then, of course, we have the LA Dodgers. But thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, check out a new episode after the Pittsburgh Pirates series ends, and then hopefully we get a good, strong um, series win against them. And, of course, we will be getting ready for the previous champions and the Los Angeles Dodgers and what they have stacked in their lineup. So... San Diego, let's get ready for Pittsburgh, and let's go to PNC Park and uh, get the brooms out, hopefully, for that one, too. So congrats yet again to all you guys for witnessing Joe Musgrove. Uh, Musgrove, congrats to you as well. And San Diego, what a great series against the Texas Rangers to bounce back from a tough, emotional one against the San Francisco Giants. Let's go to PNC Park and really do some damage. So I'll see you guys after the Pirates series ends. Later, San Diego.